What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are staying dry. If you live in one of these states that have been having a bunch of storms coming through, my goodness, these storms, it just feels like every other weekend nowadays, we're having another storm and another storm and another storm and another storm. And I should stop saying another storm, but I'm going to hit y'all up with one more another storm. But it just feels like there's a lot of stuff going on out there in the world. But I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope y'all are doing all the things you know you ought to be doing during these times. Washing your hands, wearing masks, and staying home as much as possible. Because you don't need to be out in these streets because coronavirus is still around and we ain't got a vaccine yet. So... Hope you're taking all the precautions that you should be taking. But anyway, we got a lot to cover in this episode. We got a lot to cover. We got the fact that we have a storm brewing when it comes to holiday shopping. I use storm and storm. Anyway, just ignore that. And then Apple had another event. And you know, we have the whole Apple versus Epic thing and what's going on there. We'll talk about that a little bit. But we start with the question of the week. And the question of the week this week is... What is OPEC? What does the acronym OPEC stand for? What is OPEC? As y'all know, I'm trying to get y'all to learn a thing or two because we be hearing all kinds of stuff. A lot of us don't know exactly what it means or why it's important or anything like that. And we just got to go with it. My goal, apart from all the personal finance stuff that we do every Tuesday, which by the way, thank y'all so much for the support on that episode on when I interviewed my boy, Anthony McLemore. Uh, if you haven't heard it, go check it out. It was a very, very good episode and an interview. First time I've ever interviewed, minus when I had my siblings on the podcast, but it was the first time I interviewed anybody else. And hopefully that'll be something that I'll do more of in the future. And we'll talk more about that at the end of the podcast. There's an idea that I have that I'm going to present to y'all. And if you're interested in it, you can let me know. But anyway, back to this topic. Question of the week is, what is OPEC? As y'all know, I want y'all to learn not just about personal finances, but also understand more about the business world, the things that happen in the business world that affect your dollars in your pocket each and every single day. So what is OPEC? We'll talk about that towards the end of the podcast. But we start this episode with a TikTok update. We finally, finally, finally are coming to the end of the TikTok saga. After weeks upon weeks of suspenseful waiting to find out who will hold the power of TikTok in the United States of America, we finally have a winner. And it's an unlikely winner. It was a winner that I mentioned one of the weeks when we're talking about TikTok. And I was like, ah, there's no way that they're actually going to win. I mean, you know, there's just no way. But they did win. And it's making everybody go, what? But anyway, for all those who don't know anything about what I'm talking about, let's do a real quick backstory. TikTok in the last year has been growing crazy, has been going like crazy. Side note, TikTok is not an American app, but it has been challenging Instagram and YouTube in growth. And then during the quarantine, it exploded with over 1 billion downloads and over 500 million daily users during the quarantine. 
Needless to say, TikTok has just been doing unbelievably well. However, it's like they say, all good things must come to an end. And in this case of TikTok, it wasn't even anything that TikTok did. It was with the Trump administration. The Trump administration in the last year has been saying, hey, all these Chinese app, all these Chinese products, all these Chinese things are trying to spy on American citizens, are trying to take data from American citizens. So therefore, we need to get rid of all of them. Huawei has already been banned from trying to do any business in the United States. And Huawei is a massive, massive phone manufacturer and massive technology manufacturer making tablets phones all kinds of infrastructure they even make 5g network infrastructure and they just got banned the u.s was like nah we're not letting y'all do any kind of business in the u.s for y'all to be picking up tabs on us and setting up all this data and doing all this kind of stuff no we're not doing it so they blocked huawei and they were trying to do the same thing to tiktok the Trump administration sees TikTok as a national security threat because it is owned by a Chinese company, ByteDance. That's the company that owns TikTok. They believe that ByteDance can be compelled to hand over American citizens' data at any point in time to the Chinese government. Of course, ByteDance says this will never happen. They will never let this happen. They will fight back to the Chinese government. But the thing is, like, the proof is in the pudding. In the past, government officials have done this chinese government officials have done this and those companies have complied and so there's no reason to believe that bike dance is going to be the first company to go against the chinese communist party that's not going to happen there's no way that unlike in the united states where like we had the whole issue where apple was asked to unlock an iphone and apple was like no we're not doing that because if we give you a, a back door into the iphone then Everybody can have a backdoor to the iPhone and Facebook has been on the same thing of like we're encrypting all our data to ensure that nobody has access to it, even though Facebook also sells our data to other businesses. But anyway, that's besides the point. But the point is, ByteDance didn't have a leg to stand on when it was trying to argue and talk about, hey, we're not going to do anything or sell your data, not necessarily sell data. We're not going to give the data to the Chinese government. And the U.S. government was just like, nah, we don't believe you. And so the Trump administration announced that TikTok had 45 days to be sold unless it was going to be banned in the United States. It had to be sold to a U.S. based company or it was going to be banned. And this is no bueno for TikTok. Now, the U.S. is not necessarily the biggest or largest part of TikTok's users, user base. However, the U.S. is the most monetized part of TikTok's user base. In other words, they make the most amount of their money from U.S. users. They make about 50% of their revenue from TikTok just on U.S. users alone. And so it was just the marketplace that TikTok was not necessarily willing to lose out on. So as this conversation started out, we all know Microsoft stepped in and said, hey, we'll buy y'all TikTok. We'll, we'll take on your services. We'll do what we need to do. We'll buy y'all. And then Walmart was like, yo, we're going to join forces with Microsoft to acquire TikTok. We'll take over your US-based parts and everything, and we'll take over TikTok for y'all. We'll run everything. We'll handle all that kind of stuff. Everyone thought, oh, yeah, this is like match made in heaven. Well, not necessarily match made in heaven, but 
this is like perfect microsoft has all kinds of money like microsoft is one of the wealthiest companies in the world where it's literally just sitting up on over like 200 billion dollars in the bank where it was looking for something to invest it in just sitting on it not really doing anything with it and it was like oh yeah microsoft will make the best offer for tiktok and buy tiktok there's like no question about it however china decided <laughs> not so fast china decided we're going to implement a law that makes it that much harder for TikTok to be sold because we don't want the algorithm, we don't want our technology from our company being sold, but even more importantly, we don't want to be strong-armed by the United States government to make us do something that we didn't want to do anyway. And so therefore, we're going to do anything we can in our power to ensure that TikTok doesn't get sold. So what happened? Oracle then came into the picture. Remember we talked about Oracle a little bit, how they just basically, every time Microsoft goes in to go buy something or goes in for a target, for some reason, Oracle is right on there. Oracle just comes along, is like that one rival that you have that is not that good, but thinks he's better than he is, and is always challenging you for everything. I mean, Oracle is good at what they do, but regardless, what what is Oracle doing with a consumer platform? Like, it just didn't make any sense, but anyway, Oracle stepped in and Oracle was like, we're about to, we're making a bid for it. So, you know, the bid was going on and on and on and on. And somehow, some way, Oracle won the bid for TikTok. When this news was announced on Sunday, it sent shockwaves through every media outlet for those who actually cared about paying attention to this kind of news. It was so surprising. It was like, what? Oracle? Oracle? But however, Although it was a turn of events, when you start picking up the, the pictures or you start doing a footprint to understand why Oracle probably won this, you start to see like, okay, this makes more sense. This makes a lot of sense that Oracle won this thing. So it was like, so for example, we just talked about the fact that Donald Trump sees Chinese app as a way for data to be stolen from American citizens. And then we also talked about the fact that China doesn't want to sell it doesn't want TikTok to be sold because it feels like it's being strong-armed by the American government. So Oracle was that middle ground. If you didn't know, the CEO of Oracle, Larry Ellison, is one of the biggest donors for Trump's campaign. And is also a big sponsor of Trump. He's a big fan of Trump. And so he pushes Trump a lot. So he has that close ear of Trump. So much so that when, when it came out that Oracle was trying to buy TikTok... All of a sudden, President Trump was like, yes, I think it would be a great, great buy for the American people if if Oracle buys them. In other words, Ellison has the ear of Trump. And so that's good news for TikTok. On the other side, what happened is they didn't actually buy TikTok. They didn't actually straight up, straight up actually buy TikTok. All they did was partner with TikTok. Oracle became TikTok's and I quote, trusted tech partner because the Chinese government was not going to let them just buy the app straight up or buy the platform straight up. So what does this mean that they are now TikTok's trusted tech partner? Basically, from all everything that we saw, it just means that they will help TikTok store its American citizens data here in the United States. So that's how this saga played out, played out in the most trash way possible with nobody really coming out outright owners of TikTok. Now, from Microsoft's standpoint, this is actually good news because 
if Microsoft was buying TikTok and not getting access to the algorithm, which is like buying a car and not buying an engine for the car or not or the car not coming with an engine, you see all the flashy stuff of the car. But if I don't have the engine, I can't operate the car. So it's useless. So Microsoft at that point was out because if they can't buy the algorithm, then there's no point in Microsoft actually having TikTok. And that's basically TikTok's selling point is how beautiful and how good their algorithm is. On the other side, Oracle gets business of another data supplier to store data with with uh, TikTok and then they get some kind of ownership ownership stake in ByteDance and in TikTok. So things kind of played out all the way kind of fluidly, but it's just kind of like this is not what we expected. This was not when it was like, oh, TikTok is about to be banned. TikTok is about to be sold. We expected a lot more stuff to be developed rather than it just ending in the way that it did. So. We just have to wait and see if President Trump signs off on the deal. Maybe he will. He probably will, seeing as it's his buddy who um, was the one who won out on the agreement. So we'll see. We'll see. But the bigger news and the bigger picture that you have to keep in mind, it's not just about the TikTok saga itself. It's about the way that the United States has decided that it's going to manage apps and other countries' platforms differently. Historically, China has made US-based companies jump through all kinds of hoops and go through all kinds of concessions to have any kind of operation in China. Now the US is starting to do the same thing to TikTok or starting to do the same to, to Chinese apps and Chinese platforms and saying, hey, if you want to operate in the United States, you have to go through these platforms. You have to jump through these hoops to ensure that you can actually operate in the United States. And you have to follow our rules and our laws because if you want to operate here in the United States. So it's just an interesting switch of what has been happening for years. I mean, as a matter of fact, China doesn't have Facebook. China doesn't have Instagram, doesn't have YouTube. They don't allow those apps. And so now the U.S. is starting to play in a very similar fashion against the Chinese market. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in the long term. Okay, moving on from there, the next thing that we got to talk about is the fact that we're in a storm season. And if you're in the South, you know that once it comes around that time, September, October, November, we just have storms upon storms upon storms. We're always watching out for hurricanes. We're always watching out for, actually, it's not tornado season, hurricane season. We're in hurricane season right now. And when hurricanes start to show up, it means that we're getting ever so close to the holiday season. It means it's time for us to eat and eat and eat and until we pass out, until we enter into a food coma and, you know, Thanksgiving and all those are around the corner. But holiday this year might look very different from past years because, you know, coronavirus is still around, like I said earlier in the show, and the COVID is still very, very much around. A survey performed by the Morning Consult, by the way, Morning Consult is a group of guys that do all kinds of survey. Like, if you literally wanted to know if people wore brown pants or khakis more often, you would go to the Morning Consult because for some reason they will have the answers to that survey because they do all kinds of surveys for all kinds of things. But anyway, let's get back to the point. The Morning Consult found that about half of people are canceling all plans for get together this holiday season and plan to go straight to a virtual type of event so unfortunately for a lot of us we won't be able to make fun of that one uncle that for some reason eats so much and then in the process of eating passes out with a plate on his stomach 
raises his shirt off while he's sleeping and chewing on food that he's still sleeping but he's chewing on some food and then raises up his shirt and starts rubbing his tummy we won't be able to do that this year for a lot of us but anyway speaking of the holiday season first off we have halloween which for a lot of candy companies is a big 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 deal and candy companies are scrambling to find ways that they can still make the money that they usually will make during this season in case you don't know holiday seasons in the united states are basically just a commercial time it's basically just time for businesses to try and make extra bank off of your buck it's trying to make all kinds of extra money off of you and get you to spend money that you didn't even have to ensure that they they just make money basically holiday season is the ultimate shopping season in america but anyway for candy companies about 10 percent of their annual revenue is derived from one day halloween from one day if that puts into perspective just how big of a deal halloween is for these candy companies hershey's announced that about 10 to 20 percent of its annual revenue like for the entire year its annual revenue is built upon that one day of halloween that one trick-or-treat day and so they're starting to work with CDC officials and health experts to come up with a way to ensure that trick-or-treating is still done safely and can actually be done because that's a major, major hit to their revenue if they can't do it. The good news is, for the most part, during Halloween, people are already wearing masks anyway. So, and it's, it, Halloween is basically built around you wearing a mask and all that good stuff. So basically, for, for the most part, it seems like Halloween is still gonna move forward as necessary and move forward as regularly because, well, people wear masks and that's gonna be good for these candy companies. Now, for the really big holidays, the ones that I like to participate in because I like food. I, I don't know if y'all know. I mean, I started off this conversation talking about food. And I, I love food, man. Like, man, I literally, during the holiday seasons, it would be like you start from one house and you go see your aunt and you say, hi, how are y'all doing? I love you. Oh my God, y'all are awesome. And you, you know, you grew to all your greetings, but really you just dare to eat. You just, you start off in the afternoon around that lunchtime period. You start from one house. You make that trip to your next auntie's house. You eat some more. You make the next trip to your other auntie. You, you just make rounds, man. You just make all the loops. You make all the rounds and you just eat. And you just eat. And you just eat until you pass out. And somehow, some way, you find your way back home, but you don't really know how you got home that night. It's not because you were drunk. It's because you've been eating and eating and eating so much good food. Oh my God. I can't wait for Thanksgiving, bro. I cannot wait. Coronavirus, why are you ruining Thanksgiving and Christmas for us? Oh my gosh, all the food, all the food that we'll be missing out on. Ah, oh, it's such a sad, sad reality that I'm now focusing on. Like, my gosh, ah, oh, ah, oh, this is a terrible topic to talk about. Just thinking of all the food, man. Anyway, let's get back on topic. Let's get back on topic. Macy's already canceled their in-person Thanksgiving Day parade. They're opting in for a virtual parade instead. But the bigger deal is the amount of revenue that will be lost possibly because of the coronavirus during the shopping season. So think about it, especially for retail retail revenue when it comes to like shopping stores like Macy's, Kohl's, 
all those stores that we go to to shop at during these these season they make about 20 percent of their entire i repeat entire annual revenue is made just during the next two months november december that's when a bulk like 80 percent like the entire year you make 80 percent of your revenue but the biggest chunk like the most important part is not the rest of the year it's literally november and december during that time that everybody is shopping and running outside i gotta get a gift i gotta get this i gotta get that da, 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 da. and people are spending all kinds of money it's just that one period of time and specifically it's literally during three weeks it's like a three-week period where they make most of their revenue leading up into black friday and the week right after black friday is when they make a bulk of their revenue three weeks three weeks and so this year with the retail apocalypse as y'all know we've been talking about the retail apocalypse during this entire corona period i mean macy's filed for bankruptcy uh jc penny's filed for bankruptcy j crew filed for bankruptcy so many different malls filed for bankruptcy during this period of time and we've been talking about retail apocalypse that much more they need this revenue they need this revenue majorly 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 for them to be able to make any kind of move or to survive and so and then to compound all of that we still have millions upon millions of people who are still unemployed and the government hasn't said they're going to make any deals for a new stimulus check or extended unemployment benefit so it seems businesses really got to come out with new and creative ways to get people to pull their wallet out and start spending again during this period of time and as a matter of fact they've started doing that a lot of businesses are trying to create their own form of black friday for their website are trying to create their own black friday day kind of think back to prime day remember prime day is usually in july but that got pushed to october because of everything that was going on and so they're basically every business walmart has already announced one lowe's has already announced one they're basically going to create the black friday event online for their specific stores in order not to lose out on this major revenue because otherwise it's a massive hit to their bottom line that means a lot more jobs might be ended up getting gone and those kind of things so it's a massive hit and it's a big deal for these companies to ensure that black friday in some way form or fashion goes off without a hitch so moving on from there apple had an event on tuesday the event was not really that important they announced some new ipads and they announced some new apple watches i didn't really care like that's not the important part the important part of the event was when they announced services more stuff for their services for me as a shareholder it's more important i don't care about apple products but i invest in apple the company so for me looking forward it's not about the apple hardware it's not about the cell phones it's not about the ipods it's not about the watches it's not about any of that stuff all that stuff are ancillary to seeing where apple is going because i'm looking at apple for growth and for me services is the way that apple is going to possibly make most of its money moving into the future and apple today or on tuesday announced a all services in one a bundle of all their services into one kind of into one platform or into one charge into one deal i don't know what word to use it 
and they called that service the Apple One, which is such an Apple move. Literally to call their service Apple One. This is such literally an Apple service, uh, uh, Apple move. Because basically what they're saying is, this is the one and only service that you need, you will ever need forever and ever. It's such a, like a lot of people will see, okay, it's called Apple One, whatever. But knowing Apple and knowing the kind of company that they are, literally it's not just apple one like literally you got to look past that and it's just like it's such an apple move to call it that but anyway what it does is it combines apple music apple tv plus apple arcade and icloud for the low price of 14 dollars and 95 cents now remember each of those services in and of itself just by itself as a standalone service cost about ten dollars a month per service so now that they're combining all of those together it's a big deal for the industry like if you want apple music why won't you just get apple tv to go along with it like literally this is the question that people ask themselves it's like i can pay 9.99 and just get apple music or i can pay five dollars more and get apple tv and icloud and i'm always running out of space on my iphone so why not just get apple tv and Apple and iCloud as well because that way I will never run out of space and that way I will always have all this stuff and so all of a sudden boom bam that's just the way that's what Apple is trying to bank on this is such a big deal that other platforms and other industry makers see this as a threat and I quote Spotify actually shortly after the event happened Spotify came out and I quote said Apple is using its dominant position and unfair practices to disadvantage competitors. Basically, that is corporate speak for wah, wah, wah. We can't beat Apple. Oh my God, Apple is doing too much stuff. Wah, wah is basically what that meant. And that's basically what that boils down to. Basically, every other competitor is like, oh my God, what are we going to do to be able to challenge this? I mean, Spotify has, will will have to combine, fully combine with show, uh, show, time or show something whatever whatever that thing is called is going to have to fully combine with showtime because right now you can get showtime for free if you have a student account for spotify but they're gonna have to step out of that and they're gonna have to combine with other kind of things whether it's also dropbox as the cloud storage equivalent of apple icloud or maybe they also combine with um what's another listening platform i don't know spotify is just gonna have to make some moves because otherwise apple is gonna start eating up a lot more market share like right now spotify is dominating the music fit in the music game but if they're not careful because we already have youtube that gives you youtube red plus youtube music and for anybody who watches a bunch of youtube like me youtube red is actually very beneficial i remember when i actually switched from using google play music slash youtube red to spotify it was such a jarring experience to realize that, oh my God, ads actually exist. I didn't know ads existed anymore because I was using YouTube Red. But the point is, Apple is starting to show, flex its muscles. It's no longer looking for new customers when it comes to phones, iPads, all that stuff. It doesn't care about that that much. I mean, yeah, if you want to come from Android, they don't mind, they'll invite you in. But what it's trying to do is to ensure that once you are within the walled gar gardens of Apple, the walled Apple garden, that they sink their claws in so deep into you that you never ever in your life think about going to any other platform. That they sink their claws so deep in that 
when you even have the question of like, oh, what service can I get for TV? Oh, it's like Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, or man, I need to get a new subscription service for news, Apple News. All these kind of things, they're just layering it up to make it more and more and more and more difficult for anybody to try and live. It was already hard enough to try and leave the Apple walled gardens when if you had an iPhone and then you just were like, you know what, I also want to get a fitness tracker and you bought an Apple watch. At that point, it was just like, GG Nori, you are never coming out of those gardens ever, ever again. So it's a very big deal. It's a very big deal. And they know exactly what they are doing. Now, to close everything out, the answer to the question of the week, which was, what is OPEC? OPEC is the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries. They basically set the limits on oil prices by increasing or reducing the oil production for worldwide. There's also an OPEC Plus, but that's a slightly different organization, a slightly different group. But basically, both of these groups come together to form the oil producing companies in the world. And I'm talking about them because earlier in the week, it was 60 years of existence of OPEC. And once upon a time, they controlled, literally controlled all of the oil prices worldwide. But the U.S. kind of flexed its muscles and started producing oil. And it went from OPEC controlling 50% of all the oil that's being traded in the world all the way down to 30%. And so their influence over oil prices has been weakening over the years. And also, it's also been weakening because we're moving more and more towards greener and renewable options. So it's going to be interesting how OPEC countries survive this shift and also how like that plays out over time. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire podcast. We started off talking about TikTok not being sold but being kind of partnered up with Oracle because China and the U.S. could not agree upon other things. And so TikTok was not sold, which brought that whole saga to to a very sad end. It's like watching a movie that you really, really like, but then you get to the end and it's like, man, that was trash. Like, why? Why did I pay attention to it? Why did I watch this the whole time? It's literally how I feel right now. And then we talked about the fact that we're having a storm season coming up. Y'all need to stay safe, but more importantly, holiday season is coming up and a lot of retailers are trying to figure out how are they going to make their dollars during this season where they make 20% of their profits in the span of two to three weeks. So retail apocalypse is very real. Then we talked about Apple and how it's continuing to build that walled garden to ensure that people stay inside and it doesn't let anybody out of its sight. It keeps digging that claw deeper and deeper into you. So just something to note. And for any shareholder out there, you know you love it. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. God bless each and every single... Ooh, yes, before I leave. So before I close out this podcast, an idea that I had for our Tuesday podcast every once in a while is for me to do some kind of like coaching session. If you're okay with me recording it, is like do a coaching session with anybody that has any questions about personal finance or anything like that, where we sit down and we go through, if you have questions about like, how do I get out of debt? How do I invest? And all this kind of stuff. And we can like literally go through what's happening in your life specifically so that we can determine the best possible route to take. Now, again, I am not a personal advisor. I am just a random guy on the internet 
who enjoys talking about personal finance, investing, and business. So just keep that note for any advice that I do give or anything that I do say if we're like going through practicing. Again, I don't know a whole lot about this topic, but I can at least, I think I can help with some basic stuff like where to invest, how to invest, how to pay off debt. What is your budget looking like? If you're having a difficulty creating a budget, how do you create a budget? Those kind of things. So I'm thinking about starting some kind of series where we basically just go through and talk, whether I talk to somebody about, hey, what are you dealing with? How can I help you? Also, if you don't want to be on the series, but you have questions for me and you want my help with anything, there is a link in the show notes where you can email me any questions you have, or just hit me up on Instagram or hit me up on Twitter. I'm always available on any of those things. And also check out the website to check out my YouTube page. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire podcast. Side note, if you're trying to get started with investing, there's links down in the description for you to get a free stock from Robinhood. Or if you open a Webull account where you can get three to five free stocks on Webull, which is pretty good. But I wouldn't advise anybody to use Webull as their trading platform. Also, you can get $20 if you open an account with M1 Finance. But for all of these accounts, I believe you have to still fund them, I think, $100 for each one. So even if you don't use any of those platforms to invest, you can still get yourself some free money. Like you just put $100 in. As soon as you get the free stocks, you sell those stocks, you pull the money out, and you never pay attention to the account again. That's what I did. I'm not going to lie. I've done... I do this for every platform that comes out that says, hey, if you sign up for our platform, we'll give you some free stocks. I'm like, oh, free money. Cool. Let me just do that real quick and keep this money for myself. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all today. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless y'all. And I'm out. Peace.